This is Veterans Voices with Kevin Berger, memories and stories of Minnesota's Korean War veterans. I want to tell you about John Haugen, and everybody calls him Jack, but he's the kind of guy that I would call Mr. Haugen, <laughs> because he, he just has that kind of bearing. Like when I was a kid, I would not have called my friend's parents by their first name. One of the things that was most fascinating about Mr. Haugen was that he enlisted in World War II when he was 17. His father was already serving in the war, and his mother had to sign for him. He had just finished up at Washburn High School. And so he went uh, to Europe and served for two years. He was in Czechoslovakia. And he came home and went to the U and uh, was in the reserve. And then when the Korean War started, he decided he wanted back in. Okay, so you said... You missed the military. What did, what did you miss about it? I missed the life. Uh, it, it, it's a lifestyle all its own. I, I met Mr. Haugen at his home in Edina. Um, I believe he's 95. I missed the challenges of the various assignments that you get. And uh, I decided I wanted to get back to it. I talked to so many Korean veterans who were either drafted or enlisted, and they didn't know what they were getting into. But this man did know what he was getting into. He knew what a tough job it was and something about it that, that he said there's a satisfaction that he felt, and that was really what pulled him back in. He lives alone. He's widowed. He drives. He cooks for himself. He was telling me about the restaurants he likes to visit because he doesn't always feel like cooking, plays bridge a couple of times a week, and is uh, very easy to talk with. And, and his memories as we sat and visited, his stories of his service in Korea was like it happened well, a year ago. I was all, you might say, gung-ho uh, before I really knew what I was getting into. Um, once I did know what the infantry was all about and what the infantry life was all about, I had learned to exist with it. And uh, there's an old saying, uh, learn and live, as opposed to live and learn. And there's a lot to that. So once you, once you learn a lot of the tricks of the trade, you might say, uh, your chances of surviving really go up. When you were ever over in Korea, did you think maybe you should have re-examined that, 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 that idea? A time or two, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yep. what do I let myself in for? But uh, by and large, uh, I never had any regrets, and I'd do it again. Why would you do it again? What were the rewards? Just the self-satisfaction of, of having a nasty job to do and doing it well. He was in the Army and was in a leadership position, and he was in one of the first units that actually went to Korea. In discussing his service, it was just a reflexive thing that he shone the light on the other people that he was with. He was very forthcoming, but he waited for my questions. So you consider yourself a patriot, I assume? Not really. No? I think that uh, anyone 
would uh, have, uh, under this similar circumstances, would have done much the same thing as I did. So if I would say, what is your most compelling memory of your service in Korea? It could be something big or something little. I know we've talked about some of the things, but what are some of the, if you, you know, we all have these kind of freeze frames in our memories. What are some of yours? Again, the, the attitude of the soldiers and the, and, the, and the leaders, they knew that it wasn't a popular war. Uh, they didn't know how long they were going to be there. Uh, initially, we were getting roughed up pretty badly by the uh, North Koreans and later by the Chinese. And yet the uh, morale and the efficiency of the unit remained high. I think that after General Ridgway took over, that 8th Army was as good as any fighting unit in the history of mankind. Hmm. I remember on one occasion when I was commanding a, the uh, Company B, we were attacking up a ridgeline where we could, well, you couldn't even commit a company. You could only commit about a squad at a time because of the terrain. For a small group of men going up this ridge line uh, didn't stand much of a chance against a determined defender, and yet people were still going. And uh, I'll never forget uh, when, when we were given the mission of going up that ridge line. The squad that was in the lead disappeared. One man came back, waved everybody on. They'd pulled out during the night. <laughs> mm. wow. So we just had a walk in the morning sun mm. that day. Mm. Did you lose many of your men? No. I was fortunate. Uh, the most I lost at any one, one engagement was 19. And none of them were seriously wounded, but it, but I had to have evacuate nineteen, hmm. and I think eventually, just about all of them came back. Hmm. The one action that I recall very vividly is uh, we were the, the truce talks had started, hmm. and, but there was still some very heavy fighting after that. Um, B Company was put out as bait between the lines. We occupied a little complex of five small hills. The idea was that uh, if we were attacked and we, they, they wanted us to be attacked, that a double envelopment would then come and snare and snare the enemy. Well, we sat out there five days, and it was on that fifth night that uh, they did attack. And uh, by that time, we had plans made. I had outposts and listening posts, and we had re actually rehearsed men coming back in from those positions into our main line of defense. We had a uh, and actually a, a ring 
of entrenchments around the, the one major hilltop. So all the men came in, and we, this was about 11 o'clock at night. This is where we had the 19 men wounded. Uh, I remember uh, I was in a hole next to a machine gun, and um, the Chinese, this was a Chinese battalion that attacked us, were attempting to follow some of our men in. And I'll never forget the, uh, the gunner next to me uh, called out, as we could, we could see some people coming, and he said, are you GIs? And they got the answer, yeah, 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 yeah. And he said, I don't think so. God help me if I'm shooting my buddies. <laughs> and, he, and he cut loose. <laughs> Again, I, I think about how the fear, but also the bravery and the valor to hold that position for all those days, knowing that you were out there as the sacrificial lambs. Yeah. Once the fighting started, uh, <laughs> that that was not a problem because antis anticipation though of when yeah, it was. But but the uh, leading up to it, um, especially the first couple of days after about three three days or so, the last day or two we kind of figured well maybe they're going to not take the bait and leave us alone. Did it take courage to be part of that? Not particularly. I mean, we were just told, you know, go there, set up, <laughs> and uh, that was it. Now, did you have a leadership role in that? I was the company commander, yeah, of the company that was sitting out there. Um, in fact, that was the only souvenir I got, because during the night there were bells and whistles and bugles going off, and... Uh, the next morning when we were mopping up, an artillery round must have landed beside one of the guys. He was blowing a horn. And he, the body was blown in half, but he still had the horn up to his mouth. Oh, wow. And I took the horn. And my kids played with it <laughs> until they blew the reed out of it. So I still got it. But and this was it an enemy... Combatant, yeah. yeah. And it had some Chinese marking on it. I had occasion to ask someone who understood Chinese one time what it meant. And he said, it says horn. <laughs> <laughs> he told this story about uh, he was with a group of his men in a minefield, and he was taking steps and he said make sure you step in my footprints and he told this story like it was kind of a funny thing and I stopped him and I, I said but you know you would have been the one who would have blown up a couple of times he had to make a decision in a split second to do something that that proved to be heroic and it made me think about, you know, in that moment, do you pray? Do you, you know, clutch your rabbit's foot? Do you um, say, how did I get myself into this situation? But but that this person instinctively behaved in a in a way that was, I mean, breathtaking. 
and yet to be so dismissive of it, oh, I just did what anyone would do. I, I, I don't think so. So after Korea, you know, he decided to stay in, and so he had a, a, a military career. I've heard it said that they call Korea the Forgotten War and those veterans the Forgotten Veterans. Do you agree with that? And if so, why do you think they, that has been the way it's tagged? I think it's largely true. It didn't have the publicity. It didn't have the backing of the people. It was so close to World War II, I think they just were tired of war, wanted to more or less ignore it. Yeah, it seems like without, you know, the attack on Pearl Harbor and a force like Hitler that is kind of easy to identify or understand that that the reasons for that war that we were drawn in are complex and it's hard to... Do you think that that is part of the reason why the public was less engaged than World War II? Oh, yes. The attack on Pearl Harbor, you know, the next day, recruiting stations apparently were overrun, people wanting to enlist. Roosevelt, I think, was trying to bring the country together, but his policies... Uh, there was still um, an America first, it's not our war feeling within the United States. Once the United States was attacked at Pearl Harbor, that mood w disappeared. And uh, it, there was virtually 100% behind the war effort. You didn't have that in Korea. Uh, you didn't have, you had just the opposite of really of that in Vietnam. So you would be one of the few people who would understand that, to have seen what it means to be supported and then to be indifferent and then not supported at all. But for somebody who was just like serving in Korea, they, would, they wouldn't have anything on either side of it, I guess, huh? Of course, and you didn't know that you would be going to Vietnam. I, I think that... Um, one, one of the outstanding things of Korea, or of Vietnam, I beg your pardon, of Vietnam, was the way that the drafted soldier performed. They didn't want to be in the service. They didn't want to be in Vietnam. And if in Vietnam, they didn't want to be with one of the combat units. And yet, here they were, and I think the admirable thing is the fact that they did perform and performed well and they knew that the other the other factor was that it was a one-year tour if I live through this one year I'm gonna go home and uh, so there's a tendency maybe to be very careful when you get down toward the end of your tour so I've always said that uh, to me the performance of the drafted soldier is unbelievable under the circumstances in which they served. Just think of what he saw starting in the 40s, then the 50s, the 60s, the 70s, all of uh, these major wars throughout the whole century that he saw them you know, from the ground, had the eyewitness view of it. On the day that I visited him, his daughter came. Uh, she's about my age, and 
she's a college professor, and she did not come to his home so that she could, you know, take care of him while he was being interviewed. She was curious about what he was going to say, because I think that he hasn't talked an awfully lot about about his service. She told me that she heard some things from him while I was there that she didn't know. And then before I left, uh, his daughter mentioned that he was a highly decorated serviceman, and at her insistence and at my insistence, he brought out this kind of a framed shadow box that his wife had made with his medals in it. And there were quite a few of them, including four legions of merit, a silver star, and three bronze stars. So despite his kind of a, aw shucks, I just did what what I needed to do, this was a highly decorated serviceman um, who really gave a lot to his country. Veterans Voices Korea is produced by Ampers with support from the Minnesota Arts and Cultural Heritage Fund online at minnesotavets.org.